say the chant. <laughs> Imagine if I did that the whole episode. <laughs> like you talked and in between every sentence. Filmcraft. <laughs> it's just, I have like a weird self-conscious fear of people hearing my breath. So every, <laughs> every time I stop, you go filmcraft. That's the only reason I'm on the podcast. The chief hired me just to cover his breathing with filmcraft. And I don't want to edit out the breathing because it would be an unnatural timing. <laughs> That's why we're doing this. So just as a note, if you're making a movie, don't try and edit out breathing and stuff because that's weird. <laughs> yeah, people need to breathe. Stop trying to kill your actors. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> All right, so um, I just came over to Latif's there to edit some of our new feature, and we started talking about research for writing. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on a new script, and I'm just telling Matt about some of the research I was doing because I don't outline <laughs> That's crazy. Um, but I do research a lot, uh, especially if it, it's a f- some subject matter that requires a little bit of background knowledge. And especially, like, you said you're doing a period piece, right? So yeah. Spo- can we tell them what era it is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's in the 50s, and I don't know if you guys are aware of this or not, but Latif and I, we're not around in the 50s. Yet. Yet. Wait for time travel. <laughs> You know what's going to happen? You're going to make this movie, and you're going to be, like, super, super proud of it, and then they're going to make time travel. You're going to go back to, like, authenticate your research, and something little is going to be off, and it's going to drive you nuts. <laughs> I'm going to go to the 50s and play my movie that, then. And On film wheels? Yeah, and see how people from the 50s react to my 50s movie. And they'll be like, what is this? <laughs> it's like a weird version of us. When did they get, When did color movies become a thing? Uh, I think 1930s. Yeah, it must have been the 30s, eh? Yeah, because The Wizard of Oz came out in like 1938 or something. Mm-hmm. And that was like the one of the big Technicolor films. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, the, yeah. But they still kept making black and white movies. I think it was just cheaper. Yeah, you should, you should really blow their minds. Like, go back with like a fucking Blu-ray. <laughs> a voice. <laughs> and a laptop. <laughs> I'm just going to go back... And then have like a copy of like uh, the Avengers on a disc and be like, watch this. Or even better, go back and be like, hey, hey, guess what, guys? What, what, what do you know? James Dean's gonna die soon. <laughs> Just like start giving away big moments in the like, like, no. pop culture. <laughs> no, I, I no th- but no one would believe you too. <laughs> well, no, I think people would be afraid and then they'd like try to get me killed or arrested. And then when those people died, they'd be like, how did you kill him? And i will be like, what? What? I didn't kill anyone. I just knew it was going to happen. And then he'll be known as the guy that killed James Dean. History will rewrite himself. <laughs> and all he wanted to do was make a movie in the 50s. Blow their mind. Have you ever seen the picture of the time-traveling guy? So it's in the 50s, and this fucking guy looks like he just came from Burning Man. <laughs> yeah, he's got, like, sunglasses on. He's got that, like, hipster wool sweater thing and, like, a Superman shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, uh, I showed up at Latif's, and we started talking research. And I thought that the conversation we were having just two minutes in, I'm, I'm like, why aren't we recording this? This is great stuff. So let's talk research on writing. What would you suggest? It's specific to the type of film you're making. I'm making a film set in the 50s and it's in a certain part of uh, America and um, it's in a certain industry which I'm focused on so I went back and watched films that kind of felt like that time 
and had like some similarities so I'd look at all that kind of stuff before uh, doing any writing just to make sure I was on point because um, you don't want to make a like a film in the 50s and you've got elements of stuff from the 70s and and you're like all over the place and it's like what kind of a movie are you making here <laughs> um, but at the same time like it, I think you want to be specific to what you want to show but not so specific that you're like I'm trying to show the this era in my script like that's not the point of the the thing you're making um, it's more about like uh, uh, telling the story but making it feel like it's a genuine uh, time and place without it feeling like you're, like you're trying to shove down someone's throat that you've nailed a, a certain period or something so one question that, that I'd have for you and one of the things that I'm planning on writing next that I have to do research as well and you always hear of people that will say like yeah I really want to write X script I want to write a script about the mixed nuts for like whoever made trail mix first right mm -hmm. and they'll delay and delay writing their script because they're like I haven't done enough research I haven't done enough research and it really becomes more of an excuse yeah. than anything so what would you say like if someone came up to you and they're like what's the minimum amount of research I could do before I start writing what would you tell them if you start writing and you're immediately like shit I have no idea like what the like what this thing is called or like stuff like that you can easily search up but I mean mm -hmm. like even if you're um, doing a film about a certain incident that happened and it was only a few years ago you need to really know the the thing back and forth and obviously along the way you'll still be doing research but if you can't sit down and at least like rattle out a few pages a day because you're like unsure of like what you're talking about I think that would be a problem so um, basically like if you're writing and you find yourself being stopped dead in your tracks because you don't know enough information then do research but if you have enough to continuously write then you're yeah, I mean, okay. you don't have to nail, like, all the all the specifics and, like, technical things, like, right uh, on the first draft, but you should be able to at least get through the writing process and know and just, like, have some spots where, like, you can just leave a note in the script, like, do a little research on this part in brackets or, like, figure out what this thing is called and, and come back to it later on, but I think... Uh, even in the writing process, a lot of people will have research as like a, a good way to procrastinate. Like, mm -hmm. gotta do some research, and they'll start like just doing a bunch of bullshit. You go down the rabbit hole of no return. Yeah, I can see it happening. Um, that's why I think like a good way to do a little bit of research that doesn't that kind of actively just finishes when it should is watching a film. Yeah. Um, yeah. you'll get a lot of information, <laughs> especially if it's visual too. Um, but. Uh, you know, sometimes you do need to learn the names of things and, and how to address a certain topic. Or, like, if you need to learn more about geography for some reason for your film, like, it's okay to do those things quickly. And a lot of times, like, even for myself, like, if I wanted to set a uh, part of a movie in a certain place, I would go into Google Maps and find a place and kind of, like, look at it through Street View or something and be like, mm -hmm. yeah, this is kind of the place I'm thinking of. Uh, and it's super specific and weird, but I think for a screenwriter, you have to really focus on things like that and, and make sure uh, you know what the world is like in your head. I'm a big fan of uh, not overthinking first drafts. Like, I outline, so like that is a, a decent amount of thinking on the forefront, but uh, I think I've talked about this before. Darren Aronofsky, he's really 
famous for doing what he calls garbage drafts, and it's the first draft where you just like lock yourself in a room, you write consistently for three days, it's going to be abysmal, but then you're going to have something to build off of. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people put way too much pressure on themselves, of like, I have to write a great script, and they think you only get one shot at it, like, one draft and you're done, and mm-hmm. that's not it, writing's rewriting, so like, I would say very much the same, like, as long as you have enough where you're not going to stop dead in your tracks, then... I think you're good, especially if like it's just I want to write something in the '50s and it's nothing specific. Like just know the general kind of feel. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're making a movie about um, General Motors in the '50s, then maybe you want to do a little research on General Motors. Again, maybe you don't know them back and forth on the first draft, but yeah. I'd say get that first draft out, finish it, and then every subsequent rewrite you can do research. And when you do research after you have a first draft, you yeah. can say this one sequence I have isn't quite working and or maybe it was working but you have a new better idea that just came to you because of the research Mm -hmm. and i think that can influence your rewrites and really get you to a place where it is that perfect script because like you always hear of people they're like you know look how good the godfather was right and they they go write the first draft and it's like oh this isn't good like it's not a great movie it's like yeah but and i don't know this for sure but i'm sure the godfather had a ton of rewrites like yeah. every movie unless you're Woody Allen does which that blows my mind too Woody Allen only does one draft and like I haven't seen all of his movies but I like his movies <laughs> um, yeah don't put too much pressure on yourself especially for the first draft get it out mm-hmm. no bare minimum or a bit more and then let the subsequent research influence your rewriting yeah yeah, yeah when it comes to doing research as well you have to understand like we're making films and i think about this all the time and this was like a a bit of a trap i got into early um earlier when i was writing was like i i can only do so much research i still have to create like original thoughts and scenes on the page and and make a story like you're not making like a, a historical reenactment of something on film even if your film is set in a certain time or a certain place like you want to have a little bit of ac- a little bit of accuracy but at the end of the day like you're telling a story the things that happen are your decisions so it's really up to you what's going to happen in the film yeah like, like there's a lot of creative license to do what you will to kind of twist the facts to like again unless you're making a, a based off facts movie to serve your story right yeah uh, especially for like independent filmmakers a lot of us are going to be making original stories like spec scripts that we want to turn into films like stuff that we kind of create from nothing in that sense like you can kind of do whatever you want so it's really up to you how accurate you want to be and it depends on the type of film you're making and there's so many factors but i think the biggest thing is not to get too caught up and um you do need to know a good amount of uh uh, information and have some background before you start writing but don't let that overload your uh time and keep you from writing anything if you're doing something where your your story takes place in November 1957 and through your research you've learned that something happened in December 1957, like as long as it wasn't colossal, like a president getting assassinated or like a war starting or something, like I think you have creative license to say in this story it's going to happen in November or you just move your event to December or whatnot. Like you have, your story is malleable, you can kind of use it as you will. Again, unless you're doing something based off true events, then maybe that isn't the greatest idea. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we're writing worlds of fiction, so 
feel free to spice it up with fiction when you need to. I think uh, even before you start writing, you can kind of tailor your content and, and the type of film you want to make towards helping you kind of release yourself from having to do so much research. You know, say if you're making a, a science fiction film or a fantasy film where the world itself needed to be created by you and you kind of set the rules. At that point, you don't really have any rules. You could do whatever you want. And obviously, it's a huge undertaking. Like, creating a world mm -hmm. is not an easy thing, but in a way, like, you just have to do a good job in making uh, things believable. Uh, say you want to make a, a film about, like, the something that happens during happened during the civil rights movement um but you didn't want to have a specific person or or like focus on someone from history that like people might have seen films of from before uh you could just create a character that exists in that world and have facts pertaining to that time still happen but you're taking a perspective maybe that hasn't been seen so you're making a fictional character in a realistic world to show something that maybe some uh, some people haven't seen before. Just to show a different angle of it, eh? Exactly. So, for example, that's a way to approach writing something. I think it really depends on the type of story you want to tell as well. So there's a lot of factors to think about before uh, getting into writing. But how do you research when you actually need to do something? Like, what's your... If it came to a point, again, where, like, say your, your story's in November 1957, mm -hmm. and your story started in October, you want to know what's going on in... The next month where your story proceeds into that like i would just do a simple google search see if anything meaningful comes up or if anything meaningful was like right around the corner that you could borrow and you know add into your story yeah like i don't know <laughs> every version of that answer is kind of just google <laughs> like, uh, we all arguably all of us write on computers connected to the internet so like if something if you're at a point where you're you're writing a script and you're like, I don't know if this feels authentic. Just, you know, pop on over to Google, do a little bit of research. I would say check two or three sources. Like you don't just want to click the top headline and then go with that. Like see if you can find two or other three articles or whatever that verify the thing that that first article was saying. Mm -hmm. And then again, like creative license, uh, it does kind of tread into the world building territory, which I think is a very good thing. And like, I'm actually a really big fan of myself. If the event that happens in November, 1957 is the opposite of what you wanted, then do a little brainstorm. Be like, well, what happened if what I wanted happened to so the opposite of reality? And maybe you'll end up creating this whole other world and you'll have this whole new piece of IP where you can dance and discover new things and, you know, blow our minds. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's what, isn't that what Inglorious Bastards is, basically? Oh, that movie was so good. It's like a complete rewriting of history. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think I've already said, like, watching other films is a good way to do some research, but you can't get locked into that, because I think um, a lot of the times you'll, you'll see things that you're like, oh, that's accurate, but you also start to, like, maybe fall in love with the movie and try to, like, take that movie mm -hmm. and, like, input it into your movie which I think could not be the best result because you'll not have the kind of movie you want to make. Um, you know, so do that, but also, like, what I like to do is I'll look at a lot of um, uh, photography and uh, just, like, drawings and photos of, like, architecture. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like just looking at the world um, from the time that it 
uh, the story takes place really helps because you you get a kind of a, a sense of like the place you're in and I think like when when I watch a movie that's really important for me I like to see the place that the story takes place I like to see houses I like to see cars I like to see what the streets look like colors and stuff like that so I do look at a lot of photography from different eras just to kind of get a sense because very quickly that like it gives you a a vivid image of the type of world like your story takes place in. Mm. Like even like I, I was talking to you about <clears throat> when I watched watched the movie The Founder, the one with uh, what's his name? Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Um, but even that movie, very specifically, like looking at the houses and like the buildings, and even like the the original like McDonald's buildings, like the very first McDonald's mm-hmm. didn't look like a McDonald's at all. No, it was like a weird little gazebo. Yeah, it was like a little with an M on it. No, it just said McDonald's, but it was like in maroon writing. It looked very strange. Oh, really? And then the one that uh, Ray Kroc opened looked like kind of like what you think a McDonald's should look like in the With early the days. Arches. Had the arches and stuff. Yeah. Which was a, a prototype of one of the original brothers. But just like that specificity and like seeing the architecture and the buildings mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Even like the way people dress... And just taking a look at all that kind of stuff really kind of sets the world in, uh, in my head. And yeah, I'll, well, I guess kind of yeah. like that time travel picture we just looked at. Like, yeah. if you look at something like that, you get the... Actually, that's a pretty good picture to look at, because you get the the style of the era. Like, you see those cars in the background, those old-school, badass cars. Everyone's in... All the guys are in suits. All the women are... I don't know what it would be called. I'm terrible at fashion, but those long, flowy 30s dresses things when yeah. they weren't allowed to show their ankles... <laughs> and then you see this one out of place guy mm. and I think that's a good example of like this is exactly what you don't want to have this one really out of place dude so you look at the yeah. rest of the, the picture and it's like that's authentic and then this one dude's really strange so you'd want to forego that modernism is that a word? yes <laughs> um, so one question that came to mind when you were just saying that is Looking at pictures, would you recommend people look at pictures of random areas or look at pictures of really like popular areas? Like go check out Times Square in every decade because everyone knows what Times Square looks like, like yeah, right? I've generally. never been there and I can tell you what it looks like. Yeah. So would you say if you have something in like the 70s, Google Times Square 1970s or would you just Google 1970s and see what came up? I think you should be specific to what you're looking for. Otherwise, you might overload yourself with, like... In terms of, like, culture? Yeah, Yeah, like, unnecessary information. Like, like if your film takes place in a small town... Times Square is not of value to you? Yeah, like, that's not going to really help you um, in your research. But if you have a film that's set in New York in the 70s, then you probably want to see what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, But easily, you could watch a movie, and there's tons of movies that uh, take place in New York... Mm. Um, during that time so you might see something that like just gives you the right vibe because it, sometimes it's hard to see it's hard to find exactly what you what you want sometimes because um, Google has a lot of information but there are a lot of things that aren't on uh, the internet yeah there aren't like pages <laughs> specifically like showing you all these types of things and um, it's actually a good thing to go to the library sometimes I know it sounds mm. crazy but there are archival books. Um, there are like old articles um, and like old newspapers that you can look at from different eras that might give you some insight. 
and just like old photography from different cities. I know there are tons of photography photography books that just archive like what uh, different cities look like over time. Um, so you can like actually look at monuments and houses and how they all changed and differed. I mean, most of your research will be done on the internet. Mm -hmm. You could do a pretty good amount off the internet as well that you won't find on the internet, I think. So I think the last question that comes to mind for me is when we first talked about this before we started recording, you said that you were doing something in the 50s and you had a very specific style in Mm -hmm. mind, not in in the terms of like cultural or fashion or whatnot, like a film style. Yeah. And you described it as like heightened reality, right? Yeah. So if someone came up to you, they're like, oh, I really want to do something in the 40s or the 60s or whatever it may be. How would you kind of recommend them to like what style would you have them recommend and what would you have them watch? If they're like, I, I don't really know what style would you say? Just go out and like digest every movie from that era, see what style kind of fits for you or what would you tell them? <laughs> I'd be a little concerned. If they didn't know? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's the most basic thing that even like, even a bad filmmaker, I'm not saying I know what a bad and good filmmaker is, but Mm. even someone who's like got no clue what they're doing, they will kind of have a style. Mm -hmm. They'll be like, listen, I don't know too much about the 70s because I was born in 2012 (laughs) and I'm only six, but I want to make a film. It happens in the 70s, but it's got like a Martin Scorsese feel, you know? It's like a like a drama, but it's gritty and kind of... Yeah, I guess that would be a good question to, uh, to ask them in yeah. return. Like if they said, I want to do something in the 70s, say, okay, what filmmaker does something closest to that? And it'd be like a good launching point mm-hmm. for the research, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many great films that came out in the 70s, actually. Mm. Um, and a lot of those uh, directors, I think, captured that time and stuff very well. So I think that's also a type of research, like figuring out what kind of story you want to tell. Look at the films from the time and see if they reflect what you're trying to go for. If you're sitting at a blank screen, you're like, oh, I really need to do, need to do research. And three weeks later, you're looking at the same blank screen and you're like, I need to do more research. Research good. Don't let it be a crutch. Go write your stuff. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Write what you know, too. I think in the early stages, try to write something that you have a decent understanding of. Mm-hmm. and Or try to tell a personal story that you experienced or take on something you experienced. It makes it a lot easier because you'll probably know what you're talking about. But you know, seem more genuine. Yeah, the further you get into your career as a writer or filmmaker, you'll have to start telling stories that might be a little outside of your ballpark, and you might have to do a little research. But you know, that's when it gets fun. Yeah, I think it'll be good. Yeah. All right. So it's been brought to you by Pippa. It's Pippa.io. It's a podcast hosting service. They're awesome, cheap. Check them out. They're great. That's yeah. the short version. All right. Alright, till next week. This has been Filmcraft. Yeah. Research. <laughs>